2: It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? What? It is time for the Falcons report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons report. Oh, my heaven. On Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, Hey, man. man. It's been a busy, busy day, and it's going to be a couple of busy weeks, guys, as the Falcons are still trying to figure out where they want to go. But the thing we do know now is that they are going to have a second interview with Bill Belichick. And, Mike, who's in the room? I think this is important before we get into everything that you need to know about this. The number one thing you need to know, Atlanta, is that this doesn't mean he's hired, okay? It's the process. But, Mike, Terry Fontenot, Rich McKay, the front office, everyone's in this room or will be, with Bill Belichick, along with our owner and Arthur Blank. And I think that's important because we've all said, who's there, who's there, what's going on? I'm telling you, sources have told me, he's in the room. So you're getting questions from a variety of people. We'll see how this goes. But, Mike, the fact that they even are talking about and entertaining this we know this is serious, and we know that it could ultimately lead to Bill Belichick being hired.
1: Right, and just from the timeline standpoint, because I know that uh, when you saw the Ian Rappaport stuff, everybody was on Twitter or the X or whatever, and then uh, Josina Anderson saying that you know Belichick's got a good rapport with Rich McKay, so that's compatible, that people are saying, well, it's going to happen tomorrow. Again, Rooney Rule, uh, D. Ledger's tweeted, a matter of fact, the Chargers are now Rooney Rule uh, compliant because they've had a couple of uh, a second in-person interview uh, with Leslie Frazier and David Shaw. So if they want to proceed with Jim Harbaugh, They can do that. They can, but we still have to have at least one more in-person interview. For again, there's there's rules, and as Carl said, it might not happen until maybe by the end next week or whatever.
2: But and by the way, real quick, those two guys are not under contract. Okay, these semantics. So so the Chargers. This is how you circumvent this. Circumvent this. You you go go interview a couple of guys that are currently not under contract, currently not in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You meet the standard. And now, Mike, you could potentially go ahead and hire the guy that you want to hire if you're the Chargers. But if you're the Chargers, I'm in no rush because aren't they talking to Mike Vrabel today as well or or soon to talk to Vrabel? That was
1: reported by NFL Network that, yeah, you've got uh, Vrabel talking to the Chargers. And then there's also uh, talk that Seattle wants to schedule Vrabel and that we do as well. Yes. So that's good news, man. I like that. You know what? I say to that, I say, yes, I want to get a wide net out there. I don't want to get tunnel vision on Belichick. I know we've gone round and round with a bunch of listeners about what he is or what he isn't at this stage. Uh, The Eagles OC came in today, part of the Rooney Rule requirement. Now, some would say that's not exactly a big hire because he's about to probably lose his job, some of the reports, out of Philadelphia because of the job uh, he didn't do with the Eagles down the stretch with Jalen Hurts. But getting back to the the big picture, I have a hard time, I have a hard time believing Belichick would come to Atlanta and say, um, yeah, that sounds good. Um, me and uh, uh, Fontenot will report to you, Rich. Wait a minute. I Why do you pause? Why would you pause?
2: <laughs> His name is Terry Fontenot. Oh, who's that?
1: I'm, I'm going to call the shots here. That's what I do. I'm, I'm six rings. Can't hear you. Six rings. i going to put the hand over the microphone. And Belichick. No, I just think Belichick's going to say, this is my show. I run my I run my unit how I run my unit. Yeah. And I, I think now he's going to. I'm gonna... going back to my yeah. base. <laughs> I think <laughs> MP guards Belichick, please. <laughs> Sorry, we're, I know we're going we're going down this road, Ora, and I apologize. He's engineering producing a few good men for those who don't follow? I just think that Fontenot f- will be further marginalized, or just simply be the guy dotting the eyes and crossing the Ts on whatever Belichick wants. I just that's my gut. The Belichick comes in. If this was Dallas, he may have to be subservient to some of those things that Jerry might lay down as ground rules. I don't think there'll be any ground rules with the Falcons. Okay. I think they want him. I think Arthur Blank wants him, and they'll acquiesce to anything Belichick wants.
2: This is where I am going to. Discuss. disagree. Disagree. And and I'm hoping, I don't know if anybody knows, what Mike and I are talking about right now, because we won't know the structure until we know the structure, but this is where I'm going to say Terry Fontenot, being in the room and being a part of this process, deserves the respect. That is, that he is the general manager, and this is where I'm going to tell you this is how this might play out. For all those years that Belichick was picking the groceries and doing all the things, and he had, you know, car blanche in, in, in New England, Mike, and well, he got that based on the fact that nobody ever challenged him. He didn't have anybody right. to challenge him. As people left that organization, whether it was Scott Pioli or whether it was Thomas DeMitchell, other people in that front office, he's put a lot of guys in right. position to work in this league, and I get that. But there was nobody saying, hey, Bill, you can't do that. Bill just went, hey, Robert Kraft, I want to do this, and they did it. You're, you're now looking for an opportunity. And if you come here, I think the best potential situation would be, I'm going to tell and work with Terry about what I want, Mike, and I just want to coach. And I just want to be the guy to put the players in position to be successful. He's older. Maybe he doesn't want to do all that. Maybe this is a collaborative thing for the first time in a very long time for Bill Belichick. Guys, he can't do everything. See, this is where it went wrong in New England. You can't do everything. And that is my issue with everybody saying, well, he's just going to come in here and run it. He might, but I'm going to tell you. I think that's a mistake. If you want to collaborate, as his predecessor now has said, and Gerard Mayo, I want to have people give me input. I need other ideas. But you're telling me that he's just a dictator and a ruler, and yes. that's how this thing's going to be run? Yes. I don't buy that. <laughs> I think he's going to come in and be the – he's going to be I the Zara football. It. Well, I mean, yes, in a perfect world,
1: all those things you say happen. You know, think of your, uh, your, your grandfather guys out in the car. Uh, you think he's going to turn over a new leaf and uh, start looking at the world a different way at age 72? Well, Mike. No, he doesn't because old people are so setting their ways and he is not going to change his ways. And that's part of the reason why the Patriots have
2: been so bad through the last four okay, seasons. Okay, so then that's why you have these other folks in the room. And this is, again, getting back to Terry Fontenot. And this is when you say, because let's be honest, his job's probably on the line anyway. Okay? Win, lose, or draw, however this shakes out. I can't work that way. Right. You can't be afraid to say that. And but if Terry and whomever else, if Rich McKay is saying, hey, you Bill, you got to report to but me. You're, but you're, like, you're making a great argument. The, the argument is there's
1: nothing unsound about what you're saying. Well, nobody knows, though. But, Everybody but, assumes that this is how no, it's going to be because I, it's been that way there. No. It doesn't mean it's going to be that way here. It's going to be that way because Arthur Blank wants it that way. Because no, Arthur isn't. Blank has gone, he rolled the dice no, with up-and-coming isn't. coaches, and now at this stage of his life, he's going to say, "I've got a pretty decent team. I need to swing for the fences and go get the best coach of all time, has regardless Blank, of the flaws that we've we brought up." Has Arthur Blank said that, Mike, to you? He's not going to say that. that that's he, how he go. wants it. Who 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 said, "Let's go get Deshaun Watson"? That, that's
2: how he wants it. I don't think he wants it. Do what, you, he, think, you think? You know what he wants How do we, we the go the after formula. Deshaun?
1: How do we go after Deshaun Watson? Whose brainchild was that? He wants the owner wants what he he wants something.
2: You got to go get it he wants to know how do we turn this around quickly and get to a potential Super Bowl and win one that doesn't include oh by the way I'll just be on my yacht and you've got all of this Arthur Blank is a meddler I love what
1: he's done for the city and I love being at the stadium and all the other good things that he's accomplished here in town but he's a meddler and he, in this case, I think he wants Belichick. I think we're going through window dressing for all these other interviews. Okay. And Belichick will be hired because that's you. what he wants. Because he thinks this, you know, he's going to go against the grain and look at all the good and not the, the recent history and say that's the guy that's going to be able to take me to your
2: point to the next level. Okay, let me ask you this. Is Dukes and Bella Sports Radio 92.9 the game? Is he meeting with Arthur Blank on a weekly basis like all these other coaches that have come here? Or does, does he not do that as well? I don't know. I mean, if Arthur asks him, I guess.
1: I suppose I could do that.
2: I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Kraft?
1: See, Arthur should take a page from Bob Kraft. The key is don't be involved. But see, that's the
2: issue. That's the issue. But he when, can't help himself. But, but 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 I'm saying, Mike, when Kraft wasn't involved and he gave him carte blanche to do whatever he want, this thing went to hell in a handbasket. But it,
1: but it was but it was still he was letting him do all those things when he was winning Super Bowls. Yes, and but were, he had other people yeah. around him in the building who were helping him. Yeah, but he's always like, you, it wasn't like Belichick was mopping the floor. He still has guys. It's his model now. When you had Pioli and and you know think about uh, Dimitrov when he was part of that great cabal of you know guys that evaluated talent, they picked up guys like David Andrews we talked about from Georgia, wasn't even drafted. Belichick, early in his reign, goes and gets Richard Seymour and all the br- the yes. brilliant
2: moves. But that hasn't happened. He, David re- Andrews, though, was uh, – uh, right. I mean, Dimitrov was here by that yeah. time. Those guys yeah, were no, I know,
1: Dimitrov didn't them. realize David Andrews was up the road in Athens. Yeah. We had to go spend money on Alex Mack. But the Patriots haven't drafted a Pro Bowler since Jamie Collins. That was in 2013. Okay,
2: so you want him to run all this?
1: No, no, I don't want him to be here. I'm just telling you what he's going to do.
2: <laughs> I want no part of Bill Belichick. And I think a lot of Falcon fans feel that way. How do you feel? 404-726-0929. You can text us. Let us know. Follow us on social media. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at up. See, Dukes in the radio show. It's Dukes and Bell 929. I do want to repeat again. Most of this is not going to take place at the earliest until maybe next week, but I don't even think it takes place then because these Hmm. candidates that you're bringing in, you have to do these interviews face-to-face. This is not a Zoom call, okay? And so – Whomever, whomever those guys are, even though they've talked to a bunch of guys, and I know a lot of our listeners are like, yeah, Dukes and Bill, they talked to a bunch of guys. That was all over the the, the the Zoom, okay? Right. These interviews we're talking about to solidify the qualifications for the Rooney rule have to be face-to-face. And, by the way, the rule book says you can't even start hiring until next week based on guys that are under contract. So this is going to take place, and they're going to have other interviews, and to Mike's point, they'll talk to other guys. We don't know how these other interviews are going to go, but I'm more curious mm-hmm. to Mike to see who gets another interview. Who else gets right. a second interview?
1: Now, we're, we're scheduled. Uh, this was reported uh, by the AJC that we're going to be speaking with Ben Johnson, and I, I think we still have Antonio Pierce is going to come in. Or Let him, talk. Let's do it. I like that. Now, meanwhile, while Antonio Pierce is trying to get a gig, a word also came out today that uh, Cliff Kingsbury's talking to the Bears. And wouldn't that be something? That maybe either you go get Caleb Williams, or you stick with Justin Fields. Either way, you got a guy that can really mentor a quarterback, I agree. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah,
2: I, Listen, <clears throat> Kingsbury is doing what, what coaches should do, um, especially from a position where he's at. He's going to be an offensive coordinator in this league again. Probably won't get a head coaching job until that situation you know, plays itself mm-hmm. out, and he's, he's with a winning team again, Mike, and showing, hey, uh, I can do this. But he's a great offensive mind. And, right. and I think for the, for the Bears, he's just giving himself some leverage. I don't mind going wherever AP goes, but if the Bears are interested, I got to talk to them because this is a great situation. I could be working with a guy that I I know very well intimately and Caleb Williams, okay, because I was just with him the entire season or I could be working with a guy that I feel like I can make a lot better if you decide to keep him, I think Cliff Kingsbury is doing the right thing.
1: And meanwhile, you know, Ben Johnson, uh, Dan Campbell talked about this in his press conference after the win. Uh, This is uh, where I think Friday he knocks out a bunch of interviews, does Ben Johnson, because they're preparing for a big playoff game against Tampa Bay. Mm. So, again, I'd love to see what Ben Johnson would think about how he would improve a Falcons team, because you look at the job he's done with a very similar offense right? The way they used Jameer Gibbs, the way he changed and certainly molded Jared Goff from yesterday's news to a guy that, you know, is, is, is really solid. So there's more guys to be interviewed, but Belichick has certainly dominated the conversation.
2: And, and, and rightfully so. We've said this, and, and I know some of you are like, man, I'm already over this. Harbaugh and Belichick are the two biggest names in this coaching hiring cycle. Period. And we're, on, we're in on both. Will Harbaugh get a second interview? We'll have to wait to see. But that is where this is at, and I've said it's his job if he wants it. But yep. I don't think you offer him the job, Mike, until you go through all these other guys.
1: I, again, we will not know until it's ever happens. But, I mean, will Belichick want to go draft a quarterback? Will Belichick want to go get a free agent? We want to trade for a quarterback. What if I told you Belichick has no interest in uh, Justin Fields, that some of you guys feel should be here in Atlanta? Uh, we don't know yet. We don't know.
2: Where's this going? <laughs> Where's this going? <laughs> Where's it going? Arthur Blank's going to hire Belichick. That's my two cents. It's his job if he wants it. I told you a week ago. If he wants it. I don't know if he wants it. But he's getting a second
3: interview. Whatever it is, it is. Right. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. It looks like the field will be wet. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. it is right now, We're preparing for Cincinnati. We do what we thought was best. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. It's hot. It's hot. It's not. Getting ready for Cincinnati. Played hard. I've already covered it. Zero. I've already covered this.
2: Coming up. He had a great year. Part of our strong arm story of the day, and it's something else they're talking about in this second interview. I guarantee you, we'll tell you what it is next.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
3: The strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates personal injury law.
2: Before we get into one of the discussions they're having or will have with Bill Belichick uh, in this second go around this second interview, um, Chris Wilson hits us up, Mike, and uh, c Dub, appreciate you listening. He says, fellas, I'm curious about how fans that maybe don't call you guys or don't tweet feel about Bill Belichick being here, given the, the history with the Patriots in the 23, 28 to 3 thing. And, and I would just simply say this, Chris. Um, if he came here and helped us exercise, as Mike likes to say, our demons, because we've said this on this show for seven years, the only way we do that is to go back and win a Super Bowl. Right? Okay, That's it. That's it. There's no other if, ands, or buts. We can't get to the NFC Championship game. We've got to go win a Super Bowl. And if Bill Belichick, i got to tell you guys this, was able to help us do that if, in fact, he is hired, it's the all-time of all-time stories. Right. So be it. I mean, I don't look, I don't care
1: if we hire Satan. Well, I mean, some people will be upset in the Deep South. But, I mean, whoever can get us to that Super Bowl. Did you say Satan? Yes. Whoever could. Here, that would be a fun interview with Flower Branch. <laughs> Dukes and Bell live with Beelzebub. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh. Coach, what's your plan for next week? We will have a pit of fire near the end zone. Okay, that seems like a good strategy. It's going to be a, hot. So, you're, coach, you're going to use a six-six-six defense. This is going to break the rules.
2: Uh, but no, I mean, I what formation <laughs> are they in? <laughs> Troy Aikman, I've never seen that before. And here they are, Joe Buck, the Devil Zone, making their way out of the field <laughs> yeah. here at Mercedes.
1: But no, I mean, I, I think most Falcon fans at this point, I don't care. We, we don't. We, that, I mean, that's the point if, I'm look, making. And Mike. I said this. I said this on. We t- don't. on the video I shot today. You know when I heard that the Josie Anderson story, we were making it sound like it's a done deal. It's like, look, if I'm wrong, guys, keep their receipts. I'll be happy. I, I'm a, we're season ticket holders. I want to win. If Belichick comes in here, has a plan for the quarterback, whether it's through the draft and if, he, if he's going to bring in some new guys or it's going to still be some of those, we don't know. We just know the history. Some of it is amazing, some of it recently is not so great. But if this guy can, can get it right, who I don't care if, if he's the guy who dropped the.
2: Bill Belichick didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. You're absolutely right. To lose that Super Bowl. Yes. And Chris says, this is not why I don't want him, but I'm curious, do you guys feel like that way might be a reason why a lot of people don't? Listen, everybody has their reasons, okay? All I'm telling you is that's the only way that that will – and listen, it's history. It won't be forgotten. Right. But it will lessen the blow. We were here. I've said this to people. City was in the dumps for about four months. People didn't want to call the show. I'm being real with you guys. People didn't want to talk on the streets about – It it hurts. So if whomever gets this job, I don't care – as long as they're able to get us where we need to go, and that includes Bill Belichick. All right, wanted to address that, Chris, because I right. do think it's an interesting question. Because some people are just still in their feels, Mike, about he's twenty I don't <laughs> want that guy. I want whomever's yeah. going to help us get there. Who cares? I just,
1: I mean, exactly what, what you said. All you right. know, you know, we've talked a lot about Lamar Jackson. You know, and th- these playoffs, this, these this weekend is like talking about must see TV. Luckily, Carl, you can get it on your cable or your direct TV. Thank goodness to see it. But Lamar Jackson, he's got a record of one and three in his playoffs, and now you know, it's Thursday. We're going to have the conversation. Do you believe that, uh, you know, he will be able to get things cooking against maybe – is it a good draw to get the Texans, a bad draw? Matt Ryan started
2: his playoff career 0-3. Yeah. Before getting that win against uh, against the uh, Seattle. Well, listen, so did Matthew Stafford. He didn't win a game in Detroit, and then he goes and wins the Super Bowl. I, I, sometimes you go on these runs, Mike. Sometimes it's your time. I kind of feel like that for Lamar. We're going to see. Listen, could he do a, a Dak impression and throw a couple of picks – and maybe a pick six, uh, you know, in this game against the Tech. He could. But I just feel like everything is working in his in his momentum. And so, uh, because of the past playoff history, we are judging him solely on that because that's in the books. But I do I want to see what he does in this, this postseason. And if he balls out, like I'm assuming he will, and we'll, we'll get a chance to see, and he gets the Ravens to a Super Bowl, first of all, he's going to win the MVP. That's number one. Number two, because his team had the best record, and they went on the road and demolished the two best teams in the league. That was; those were huge wins during the regular season. But, but outside of that, Mike, if he is able to do that, Lamar Jackson's a Hall of Famer. I'm telling you right now, he will be a two-time MVP and right. a Super
1: Bowl champion. Bingo, and that's you know, okay. Look, look, and a smaller sample size is Kurt Warner. So, I
2: mean, you're, I'm, you're just, in, I'm, you're t- in. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm so you. Th- th- everything right now. You got a great defense again. Well, We've got to see, but I have, that's how I'm looking at this for right. Lamar uh, going into these playoffs.
1: Nine-and-a-half-point favorites, by the way, are Baltimore, uh, again, at home in the Charm City. You know, the Texans, I, by the way, C.J. Stroud, he's handled some tough environments so far this season, but is it just going to be too much what the Ravens are going to throw at him? I, I think this is they are playing with house money. Ironically, it's the Michigan defense he saw, which he did struggle
2: with at times that last two years for for Ryan Day. No, it's it's true. I I just think the Texans are playing with house money. I'm not telling you they're not going to show up. They have every intention of going up there and winning. But what a season. And if it ends against the Ravens, who are the hands-on favorite to come out of the AFC, Mike, you got something special. You went to the playoffs in your first year. Will Anderson we talked about. All these guys – that they will be building something, but I do not expect the Texans to go. If they go up there and beat the Ravens, Mike, Oof. come on. I mean, now you're getting into like, as we
1: said, Ben Roethlisberger won it in his second year, not as a rookie. You know, we've seen guys that, you know, had some amazing success early. Remember Marino, the story about Marino when he gets beat by the 49ers. He thought, oh, I'll be back. Never got back. Problem
2: is, and this is this is why the Ravens 49ers matchup would be very interesting if they if it happens. Ravens, where they struggle, the Texans don't necessarily do a great job of that. And that is against the run. So you're expecting C.J. Stroud to to spread the ball around. He's got one dude, Nico Collins. If his receiving core was hurt or not hurt, I might be willing to say this is going to be maybe a a better game. And that's not to say the Texans won't score, but – I, I just have the Ravens winning oh. this.
1: And for what it's worth, uh, they cut Melvin Gordon. Dal- Dalvin Cook has been activated I for the Ravens. That. So I saw that. How quickly they can integrate him. The guy, look, the guy's still got some tread on his tire. He's certainly well-rested this year, basically. So I, I think that, look, one of my favorite Florida State players, I can't wait to see what, how quickly Todd Munkin gets him involved and, and just what his role will be in this thing.
2: All right. Uh, I wanted to mention something that I think they're talking about in, the, in this second interview, and they will. And they'll be talking about it with Harbaugh, hopefully, and all these guys. Bijan Robinson. Mike, we saw flashes this year, and I just want to give you the final stats of Bijan 214 carries, 976 yards. He did not get over 1,000, four rushing touchdowns. Should have been more. 58 receptions, over 487 yards, and four receiving touchdowns. Do you blame Arthur Smith? Because those numbers, as good as they are, and as great of a season that he had as a rookie, it should have been more. Correct. Now, and, and, and the expectations going into the season, Mike, We not just us, I think everybody around the league. My point is these weapons, Pitts, Bijan, that's got to be a part of this conversation too for whomever the head right. coach is and going look, to let's be.
1: Let's not forget Tyler Algier. He's a 1,000 yard rusher a year ago. He's still obviously, like, Tyler, anytime you get him the rock, he moves the pile. But Bijan, he is a rookie of the year finalist, the uh, eighth overall pick. Did he hit some kind of a rookie wall? Was that part of it? Because everyone does. I know. Look, I always thought that. You know, I' got to be honest. Can't speak, Bijan. will never admit it. Were you? Was the workload too much? Because they did not try to overload him. If anything. He, he was not used as much as we thought he was going to be. Correct. Especially, you know, when we saw that wheel route go for the touchdown against the Saints, a lot of Falcon fans like me were, where the hell's that been all season, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. I, I think it's easy to look and say Arthur Smith is the reason. By the way, we love B. You know that. I, I'm huge on what he is and what he's going to be. The reward's going to p- Puka Nakua, okay? Right. But for, for B. John Robinson, whomever gets this job. This has to be a conversation. You spent a high draft pick on a guy, and by the way, Jameer Gibbs is balling in Detroit. And I don't right. want to make the you know, the comparison because their offensive coordinator and Ben Johnson has Correct. been using him in the proper manner. So I just think Bijan, great season. Mike brings up a great point. Did he hit a wall? Maybe he did. But at the end of the day, that's something that's gotta be talked about.
1: I'm with you. You know, we talked so much about Montgomery. Kind of got the start to the season, and they were kind of slow rolling Gibbs, and then boom. Then they, they this guy's been money. And remember, a lot of
3: so
2: much talk about how Detroit was nuts to move up to get that guy. All right, guys, our road to the big game continues. We're going to let you hear from the guy that is now the new head coach with the New England Patriots because we thought he had some very interesting things to say and we'll get you caught up on the latest around the NFL as well as we get ready for the big divisional round coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 again.
3: There can be only one winner, only one champion to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. It's the road to the big game on Dukes and Bell. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game.
2: All right, Mike. Reba McIntyre is performing pregame. Posty Post Malone is Fancy. performing. <laughs> yeah. Uh pregame the NFL announcing this obviously Usher. What up Atlanta? Uh representing the A will be the halftime entertainment. I, I my guess is Again, the it, Usher show looks pretty. I mean, they had the videos over there out
1: there now. but They're sort
2: of hyping it. it looks pretty, pretty it, sweet. It, it does. But I was going to say, I'm guessing Mike is going to bring other people on stage. Like most of these halftime yeah. shows, they bring other folks yeah, on.
1: You know, I mean, or maybe he just does it his own, his own way. I mean, but either way, it's you know, at first we're really like Usher. I think you know, Usher's still on the charts, man. So it's certainly
2: going to get a lot of people. I think that covers a lot of bases generationally too. By the way, I, I agree. Uh, so yeah, I'm just looking. Star Spangled Banner, uh, Reba, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Big O brought this up. About she sings it. What was the time again, Big O? One minute and 22 seconds. She's done it three times previously. So okay. you, you want to bet the under is what you're saying? Probably, yes. Have you ever sang fancy
1: karaoke style by Reba McIntyre? Dungarth no. Garth, have not done Reba. Okay. Yet. I mean, you, with orin has got a wide range of musical uh, likes and tastes. Yeah. I'm with Garth. You know, Post Malone at the F1 race in Miami last he did the pre-race concert. It was bananas. People called him. It was just pretty hype, i got to be honest. Played
2: for like almost 90 minutes. I believe it. Uh, we saw him a couple of years ago. Trent wanted to go see him here when he came, and he, he was great. Uh, you know, again, he's got a lot of hits. But the point is, I, I think the NFL is trying to, as you said, cover all their bases. Mm. Let's talk about uh, Gerard Mayo because we're looking for our next coach. The only team that has hired are the Patriots. And he steps in, Mike, and Robert Kraft knew all along that this is where he was going to go. Uh, these are a couple of things he said in his, in his press conference. Um, and we just want you to hear this. We'll hear from Patrick Mahomes as well. As we'll talk more about the road to the big game. But Gerard Mayo, Mike, talking about being the first black head coach in New England.
4: I learned a lot at Optum about diversity, right, about diversity and inclusion. And you better believe it. Being the first black coach here in New England means a lot to me. But those guys taught me you have to take ideas from other people. Black, white, green, yellow, really doesn't matter. Old, young. One thing you'll notice about me in our interaction as we continue to go is I don't like echo chambers. I want people around me that are going to question my ideas or question the way we have done things in the past. Because realistically, this game's a lot different than when when I was drafted in 2008.
1: I love it. We played this earlier in the show. I mean, it's
2: very impressive. Very
1: impressive. 37-year-old Gerard Mayo.
2: I'm with you, man.
4: Um, The echo chamber
2: thing is kind of what we thought or we think was going on with Belichick, right? right. My way or the highway. Correct. You're going to say, well, Mayo was on that staff. Yes, but you have to be receptive to the other ideas. You can't just be like, tell me what you think. And then don't care. Right. With Dan Quinn, everybody from, the, from you to me to the, you know, to the
1: Gatorade guy to the fans in the stands, we all knew that things weren't working. But Dan would never, ever you know, cop to that. And
2: we found out later that it was kind of like you, know, you had to be on Dan's vision or you weren't part of the team. Here is another comment from Gerard Mayo talking about hiring coordinators. This will be a big part for me, regardless if it's Belichick, whomever it's going to be.
4: Um, I think titles are important. And I know no knock to Coach Belichick, who has been a huge mentor to me over the years as a player and as a colleague. What I would say is I believe titles are important, outward looking. But as far as in the building, I don't care what your title is. It's what's your job. What value do you bring to the organization?
1: Yeah, I mean, some guys in Boston, I was reading some articles, and we're going to have a writer from the Boston Globe on tomorrow to yes. get some more uh, a vibe. You know, get the vibe up there for what Belichick was, how it ended up there. But, yeah, some of these things are being – people are going – their eye, eyebrows are being raised from some of the things that Gerard Mayo said in his introductory uh, press conference.
2: All right, so uh, we'll wait to see. By the way, if you're wondering, all these jobs are still open. Washington, Raiders, Falcons, Chargers, Carolina, Titans, Seattle. The reason why is, begin uh, again, because of the NFL rules, what they have to do to qualify for the Rooney Rule, and more importantly – Uh, with guys under contract and when these hirings can actually happen. You could do this, okay, with Gerard Mayo because he was already in your organization and you said it written into the contract. You could do this with Belichick, but you still have to wait, okay? And so for the Falcons, that's going to be part of this process that won't happen uh, as early as next week if it does. But, Mike, I still think it's going to be longer than that.
1: Right, because the uh, Chargers have uh, followed the uh, and they're complied with the Rooney rules. They could hire Jim Harbaugh right now. They had David Shaw in the former Stanford head coach, so they've again two in-person interviews before you can move on. So we'll see if uh, if we're talking about Belichick on Monday or still have uh, maybe Mike Vrabel to come in. Uh, There was a report from
2: uh, NFL Network. Would you be upset if they did that? Like we get to early next week? Let's just say Wednesday. And the Belichick thing happens, but yet they haven't spoken to all these other guys that they said they wanted I'd to. I'd still love to. I mean,
1: I don't know. Maybe Ben Johnson could, you know, come in and dazzle. I know we've had some really bad experiences with first-time head coaches here. That at the end of the day, it didn't pan out, that's why some folks say it's time to go to a guy who's. Yeah, it's time to go to a guy. Maybe a guy like Mike Vrabel, not necessarily Belichick. I'd love Mike Vrabel here. By the way, yeah, I, I'm a, you know we had a again you know, we had a chance to visit with him at the Super Bowl a couple of years back, but regardless, he's he knows he knows how to get it done. There's accountability there, but you know. Vrabel, Ben Johnson, I'd love to see what Antonio Pierce has got up his sleeve. The sure. other thing is, Antonio Pierce, initially it was reported Cliff Kingsbury was a package deal. Cliff Kingsbury now uh, talking to the Bears about that OC job, which gets you into, uh, immediately people say, well, that's it, Caleb Williams is going to be the pick, and they're going to shop <laughs> Justin Fields, <laughs> which would be interesting for a lot of them. See, that's another thing. All you guys want Belichick. Do you also want Justin Fields, or is that, you know, not, not mutually exclusive? Yeah, I trust
2: This is why, again, Mike, I got to see where where this goes with the coordinators because I trust Harbaugh more with young players and development of quarterbacks because we've seen it than I do Belichick because that hasn't worked. It didn't work with Mac Jones. Right. right, So that is, that is an area where you go, okay, who, are you help, who else is going to help you in this, in this area? While we're talking about the road to the big game, real quick, I want you to hear Patrick Mahomes. Um, Allen and Mahomes, is this the new Brady-Manning? Is it? Yeah, I mean,
0: we've played in a lot of big games. I'm excited for the challenge. I mean, I, I grew up watching those games and remember how much memories I have from that. And so hopefully we can play in these great games as well and give memories to the kids that come up behind us.
1: Chiefs are a two and a half point dog again. First time Patrick Mahomes has ever been under center in a mm. playoff game. Now he's played neutral sites, of course, in the Super Bowl, but first time on the road in the AFC. Over under, by the way, just 45. So uh, a 24-21 would put you just under 45 and a half right now.
2: You think it's gonna be uh, even with the weather? You think they're gonna let it rip?
3: Yeah. Because
2: I, listen, they cleared that field last week. It, right. If you didn't know better and you just tuned in, did you? Would you have thought there were 18 inch snow drifts in Buffalo and all that was going on and people? Like, the stadium looked like it was fine. I think it'll be fine. And listen, I'm just having a tough time betting against Patrick Mahomes. I think it's Josh Allen's time to win the game, Mike. But I just – that is my issue right now. I'm just having a tough time going, yeah, you know what? Mahomes is going to suck on the road, and I know it's his first time, you know, in a playoff game, and they're not going to be any good. You believe that?
1: No, and I also think because, you know, for so much of this season, when we talk about Kansas City starting with the uh, beginning of the season, with Darius Toney, even, you know, I think about the drops Kelsey had in that game against Miami, right? I mean, there were a couple of there as well, but they've got other guys now are stepping up at wide receiver. So I just think you start to look and say, hey, you know, maybe they've Andy Reid and company and Nagy because Beanie enemy's not there and figure right. things out. The dude that I kind of surprised everybody was Rasheed Rice. Yeah, and if Rasheed Rice can do what he did in in last week against the Dolphins, well, then yes, then
2: you can talk about maybe hitting that over a
1: forty-five and a half.
2: Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Uh, what about playing an away game? Everybody's talking about it. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. What do you think?
0: Obviously, I've been lucky enough to play a lot of games at home at Arrowhead Stadium. It kind of just everything's felt that way. Um, but now we get the great opportunity to go on the road, play in a hostile environment, one that I haven't been able to play with sta- with fans in the stands. Um, and even though I know it's going to be hostile and it's gonna, there, there going to be people talking trash and everything like that, I'm excited for it because, I mean, it's one of the best environments in football, and you want to do that when you grow up watching these games, is play in the best environments and see what it's like.
1: Yeah, I know why you would have a you know a card table and set it on fire
2: and then do a backflip onto it off a van. I don't know, but that's, you know, that's what Bill's Mafia does, man. They get it in. They do do that. There's no doubt. I'm looking forward to all these games. We know you are. And uh, when we come back next week, obviously tomorrow, Mike mentioned it, we are Gas South Arena. And by the way, just to mention, all right, your boys are doing some things here. Gas South Arena's picked up hey man, you right on. Can go to the arena and pick it. I'm just telling yeah, you guys. I mean you know a guy said a guy hit me up the other day, goes, You guys still
1: selling the beer? Yeah, we don't we wanna we don't wanna hit you over the head with the beer like every commercial break. Hey, buy our beer but you know now that you're <laughs> but since you brought it up Buy Alan, our beer. Buy our freaking beer. Because it goes to a very important
2: charity. It's called Dukes and Bell 401K. Buy our beer. It is it is our supplemental 401K. But but, but the deal is that you can now get this at Gas South Arena. But we're going to be up there, Gladiators, Mike, tomorrow. Right uh, but, but that is something, if you're going, hey, I wanted to try that beer, and now you can at the arena – Uh, we've been pressing uh, to get it at State Farm. I know they have cans. There's an area at State Farm where they have cans. But we're trying to get it in there uh, consistently and and on tap in a lot of places. But the point is, we're doing some things, okay?
1: Right. And by the way, I mean, I apologize. I know I got a a lot of my buddies, firemen, can a lot of guys go up there, regulars for the Glads. Never been up there for a mat. Never been up there for a game. Okay. Never been to a Gladiator, you know. Usually I well, go expect f- a fight. How's that? Yes, minor league hockey. When I used to live in Virginia, Carl, there's gonna be two or three guys can score. A lot of guys are just gonna leave the stick in the box <laughs> it's true. and just get
2: after That's it. That's exactly <laughs> right. Hey, coming up, you are going to hear from one of the best draft guys in the business as he helps us understand where we're at right now. This will change, guys. But we currently have the eighth overall pick. Dane Brugler is gonna stop by in the six o'clock hour. We'll come back. We'll get you caught up on all the things you might have missed.